Hello, welcome to Spooky AF. This is Suze, and I'm joined by my co-host, Rob. Hey, how are you? And today we'll be talking about La Llorona, which I would like to preface by saying I am a white lady from Texas, so I may not be pronouncing that correctly. So please do not burn me or roast me or whatever people do in comments. That's fair. That, that's more than fair. <laughs> So the way the podcast is going to go is that every week we'll be discussing a new legend or a horror film or something generally spooky that has caught our interest. And we're just going to be talking about it. And we wanted to let you guys into our conversations that we would pretty much be having anyway. So does that sound about right, Rob? Yeah, we, we pretty much talk about this all the time anyway. So naturally... Uh... As two people in 2023, we have a voice about these things and thought, you know, we may as well make a podcast about it as well to share our thoughts and opinions with everyone else on this. Absolutely. I mean, and we've been talking about this stuff for years now, so I think this is a long time coming. So I guess I'll get going. Um, As the good former academic that I am, I'll start out with my two sources So, well, three sources. So my sources are an article by Gina DeMuro um, on All That Is Interesting, um, a very good Wikipedia article, and my own childhood in the southwest of the United States. So that's where I'm coming from with these facts for you. So today we're going to be talking about La Llorona. Now, Rob, do you know anything about this? No, pretty much nothing. Like, I've kind of seen a few bits and pieces online, you know, yourself, like when you're on Reddit and things like yeah. that. Yeah. But I don't actually know anything about the history of La Llorona or anything at all to do with it. I just kind of know that, I suppose, the Sparknotes version, I guess, but yeah. more just I've seen it online. I'd know the name, but wouldn't necessarily know anything about it. Cool. Well, it's something that haunted my childhood. So I heard it from, not from my mom, but I heard it from kids at school and it terrified me and we'll get into it. So La Llorona, I'm going to set the scene for you. Picture this. You're somewhere in Mexico. You're near a body of running water and you think, wow, what an idyllic place that I'm in right now. It's evening. Wonderful. You see a white woman in, or a woman in white in the distance. She is walking slowly, almost gliding, and you hear very loud wailing, and she's crying, crying so loudly. But weirdly, the closer she gets to you, the quieter the noise becomes until she disappears. And then suddenly you turn around and she's there. She's just there in front of you. And that is La Llorona. Deeply uncomfortable with that. Um... <laughs> And now, now that is, you are, something terrible is going to happen to you. So, so firstly, when you said picture Mexico, uh, first thing that came into my head was obviously the um, Breaking Bad, uh, like filters that they have for any time they go south of the border where everything is just magically yellow. (laughs) Um, I don't know why they do that, but you hear her from far away and she sounds quite close to you. Yeah. And then, so you see her and then the closer she gets to you the quieter she gets that's see that's what i have heard growing up and what i saw in the all that is interesting article um was that there's this weird kind of opposite noise thing going on so when you think you're safer because she sounds further away she's actually closer to you 
That's actually terrifying. Right? Um, so I'll go into a bit of the history of La Llorona and then some, some, spooky, some spooky encounters with her. So it is Spanish for, in Spanish it means weeping woman or the whaler. Um, she is present throughout Mexico, the American Southwest, and Central America. And she exists in kind of different variations in those three places. She gets around there. She, she, yeah, she, well, that will come into, that will she's, come into play. She's this. a woman about town. She, she is a woman about town. Um, so, yeah, the basic story is that La Llorona haunts bodies of water, wailing for the lost children that she killed, she drowned, after being abandoned by her lover. So she had three kids, and she was so distraught by being left by their father that she she drowned them in a river and that part of the uh, one part of the legend is that she then wasn't allowed into heaven so she without her children so she's doomed to wander the earth looking for them next to bodies of water that's a rational response yeah um, I, I can't say it would be my rational response but then again i've never been in that scenario so i can't say for certain you've never been left by your lover with three children no I haven't. I'm clearly missing out on some part of my life. Um, I should probably uh, maybe look into that more. Um, although I don't think, I, I don't actually think I want to experience that. As both of us are in child-free relationships, I don't think this is a situation that's going to come up for us. Yeah, I, I don't think I have any fear about this one, thankfully. Um, love the introduction of not being led into heaven either. Just to put in that kind of uh, religious side of things, I guess it wouldn't be uh, a story about set in Central America without a, a tasty bit of Catholic fear. Well, that's what's really interesting is that she's actually connected to quite a few um, uh, mythologies from different places. So there is this kind of Catholic overtone to it, but there's also um, she's been connected to an Aztec goddess of motherhood. Oh, that's so cool. Right. Um, and there are even some similarities people have scholars have drawn between the her, her legend and that of Lilith and Eve and that dynamic. And also um, in Greek mythology of Juno or Roman mythology, um, Juno, who would kill Zeus's children from other ladies. You just triggered so many Greek mythology bros. That I heard you say Greek mythology and then the word Juno afterwards. I know, I know. I just, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I, I was, I studied Victorian literature. You can't blame me. Um, but yeah, so they've connected her to all these different traditions of, of infanticide, but also this really weird maternal spirit. Uh, at the same time. So um, I'm going to go back in time a little bit and tell you where she first kind of shows up. So she even appears in something called the Florentine Codex. She is an omen. Um, she's a, There's an oblique reference to her. It's from 1519 about a woman weeping and shouting, Oh, my children, we are about to go forever. Um, however, and so she's been around since that period however she the legend really gained traction during the colonial period um, and she's often associated with the dynamic between spanish conquistadors and indigenous women um, 
the original legend most likely involving an indigenous woman who was either consentingly or forcibly um, bore the illegitimate children of a Spanish conqueror and then uh, kills her children in despair. So there are some real intersectional vibes going on here of class, gender, race, and sadness. Yeah, there's, a, there's a lot to unpack there. Sorry? There's a lot to unpack with that. There's so much. To, yeah, it was really interesting looking into it because um, another aspect of the legend that they think contributed to it is the story of La Mal Malincha, which I'm probably mispronouncing, who was a Nawa woman who served as Cortez's interpreter. And she was a real woman. Um, and she bore his son. But Cortez then, after all they had been through, he then left her for a Spanish woman. And part of that rumor was that, but then her people wouldn't take her back because she had helped the Spanish. And so she was kind of, and she had killed her son in despair. Was this the woman you've just transported me back to uh like secondary school history learning about the conquistadors um was this the woman that was she was like 16 or 17 when cortez was there so she's basically like a child and then stayed with him for quite a while yeah she was his interpreter for years yeah she legitimately thought that they were in like a relationship yeah yeah uh, with good reason they were but then he decided to fuck off back to europe yeah, he yeah. decided to go marry a Spanish woman. Yeah, I you've unlocked a memory there that has <laughs> long been dormant. Yeah, that was a deep, deep memory. Well, the thing is, so she was a real woman and she did bear a son from Cortez. However, there is no evidence to suggest that she was, um, that she killed that son or that she was banished by her people. That was kind of added as a flourish later. Um, but the, these the mainstream version of La Llorona shows up for the first time in literature in the 19th century in a sonnet by a Mexican poet named Manuel Carpio, which interestingly doesn't mention infanticide. So she doesn't kill her children in this. It just says that La Llorona was murdered by her husband. So completely different kind of. That, that's a very different vibe. Yeah, it's it's a lot like less creepy because you feel bad for her. Yeah, I just feel bad for her now. Right, instead of feeling bad for her and being terrified. Yeah, I felt conflicted more about anything else because it's like, yeah, your husband left you, I do feel bad for you, but also you killed your kids. <laughs> like, that's not really a rational response to your husband leaving you. Right. Well, I mean, this is me putting on my equality, diversity, and inclusion hat, but like... I can kind of, it, it can be argued that it was a rational response in terms of her, not rational, but I, I can get it. I get it. I don't know. Sue's 2023, kill the kids. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, gold. listeners. I have no children. Taking home the gold in the mental gymnastics uh, tournament. <laughs> no. Um, but, uh, so generally she is a beautiful woman, um, whose husband abandons her and she kills her children in despair and is cursed to wander near bodies of running water for, uh, to look for them forever. Um, like I said, there are many regional variations, like in Guatemala, she has particular, um, associations and things and in Mexico and, but I'm, I'm from Texas, so I kind of know that one best. Uh, it was told to me to 
basically to stop you from going near water. Which in Texas isn't super difficult because it's not like there's a lot of water around. But uh, fair though. Like I I can see the logic behind it. Um but also I see your rationale of there's no fucking water here. Like, <laughs> just dry. This is, this is clearly not a fear that should be put in us. No. But it was very but it kind of expanded. So it would be like don't go near pools because she could be near a pool. Right, okay. And it's so, like, don't drown in a pool. And then there, because there was the whole thing that, like, La Llorona will take you. Um, I remember hearing that bit. And so I remember being, like, there was a creek by my house, and I remember being kind of creeped out by the creek for a while because of that. So if, you, if you're selfish enough to drown yourself, yes. she's coming to take you, basically. She's coming, yeah, she's coming for oh, you. Um, and then it, my other friends at school, their parents would use it, like, if if you don't behave, La Llorona is going to come get you. There was no association with water. It that's, just became a threat. That's a dramatically different fear. Yes. That, that's a, like, boogeyman. Yes. La Llorona's under your bed sort of shit. Yes. So that's uh, that's kind of the context I grew up with it in. Um, like I said, she glides among bodies of water, um, disappearing and reappearing. Uh, just seeing her is a bad omen. However, if she appears just before you, you will never be seen again. So there was a story um, in this one of the articles that was talking about a family who looked out their window and they saw a woman um, disappearing and reappearing by the creek and then experiencing like horrific bad luck for the next several years. Okay, interesting. Yeah. But that's kind of is different though. It's different. Yeah. She's not necessarily like taking anyone. It's more because they saw her. It brought bad luck on them. Yeah. Cause she, she kind of functions as both an omen of bad luck and also as this boogeyman figure. Cool. So she, was it a case of like, she didn't finish the ritual of getting close to them. So it was like reversing out them. They thought they were safe. And then all of a sudden she's like, well, actually you've got bad luck now. She's like, actually, fuck you. You're going to default on your mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> Holds a mirror up in front of him with a hammer. You just fucking broke this. <laughs> See this black cat I conjured? Yeah. Crossed in front of you, bitch. Yeah. I, I am just bad luck and like just the embodiment of bad luck. Yes. Yeah. So it's, yeah. She didn't finish her ritual of being like creeping up behind them. So she's like, next best thing. Yeah. Bad luck. And there's some, there's some discussion about her, like, taking children in particular because she wants to, like, replace the children that she lost. Um, so there's, like, an extra creepy vibe. To also just play devil's advocate, I'm sure it's much easier for her to take kids than fully grown adults. Like, I don't think there's anything controversial about that state. <laughs> about taking children? It's, they're just easier to manage, physically. You know, <laughs> she's that's right. She's a slight lady. She needs she needs to do this efficiently. Yeah. She needs small bodies. Yeah. She knows she knows what she's doing. Like this is some like professional level child abduction she has going on here. And that's what the point of this podcast was to really get the professionalism of La Llorona across to the listeners. She clearly has a service that not many people want, but she offers regardless. <laughs> That not many people want. But maybe some people do. But, but they don't admit it. We don't associate with those people, no. though. No, we don't associate with those no. people. <laughs> Can you imagine just, like, being next to a river and thinking, could just 
wonder if someone would take my child here next to this river some disembodied spirit yeah i can completely see that yeah on the other hand though i could also see it as an excuse for shitty parenting <laughs> that they didn't tell their kids to go to the water enough so the parents are being punished no 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 it's more like they didn't put the fear of open bodies of water into their kids their kids went fucked around in the water and died so then the parents are like, oh, well, must have been La Llorona. Oh, right. And then everyone in the village or society is just like, yeah, fuck, that's shitty luck, isn't it? And the parents are like, yeah, yeah, God, that La Llorona one. Don't ask, don't ask me about my parenting. Definitely wasn't me at all just being a shitty parent. It, it's that spooky lady. Oh, God. She's the one who did it. <laughs> I I hope that someone was brought to court and that was their ma- that was their answer. Sitting in court, yeah. judge is sitting there, get like listening to everything, and the lawyer is like, "What do you have to say for yourself? It's a ghost. <laughs> it's a ghost. I don't know what else to tell you. You know, she ca- she came, she took the kids. Um, judge is like, "Why are you smiling? Nerves." Nerves. I'm just a nervous laugher. I didn't say I was a bad parent. Who said I was a bad parent? Now I'm just thinking of a nervous laugher in a La Llorona situation. Like she's wailing and you're laughing because you're nervous. And so you just hear, ah, and <laughs> La Llorona won't know what to do with that though. She'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So, so she just starts wailing louder and then you start laughing louder. And, and suddenly you're trying to outshout La Llorona. Yeah, and then she's afraid of you then, because then she's like, I've not come across this. Usually I'm the one putting fear in them. Right. So then La Llorona's checking under her bed for the laugher. <laughs> for the nervous laugher. Yeah, she's not a fan of the Joker, clearly. So really, we've just found the way to defeat La Llorona, is just to be a nervous laugher. Yeah, throw the kids at her and then laugh. It's it's the it's the Harry Potter ridiculous boggart scenario. Yeah. Yeah. That's it exactly. You just, just put her in tap shoes and suddenly she's funny. Yeah. You just look her right in the eyes and just laugh at her. I hear what you're saying, but this is funny as shit. This is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if you were a better parent, you wouldn't have had this issue. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So you're going to shame her while you're laughing at yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to Game of Thrones style, get out of bell and get everyone chanting shame. Shame. As you point and laugh at her. <laughs> Communal shaming of La Llorona. Oh, God. Yeah, so that's kind of the myth. Um, she's shown up a lot in recent um, kind of ghost huntery shows. Like, I know that uh, our boys, um, I, I call them our boys because I love them so much on YouTube. Um, oh, Spooky Boys. Spooky Boys. From BuzzFeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Shane and Ryan. Yeah. Um, they did a whole episode on her where they went down to, I believe they went down somewhere in Texas. That's cool. But does that that sounds right. Yeah, that does sound familiar. Um, and they did a whole episode on La Llorona. Um, and yeah, they, they didn't see her. But, uh, but it, the child in me definitely identifies with, like, being worried she'll show up. That's more than fair. I suppose as well, it's one of those things that even though you rationally know that it doesn't make any sense to be afraid of this, you still have that like inner child in you being like, but what if? Yeah, exactly. There's like, a reason why I wasn't told to go if, to the water. If I'm alone at night near the water, it's a passing thought. Naturally. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, it's it. it I think it's fair. And then you hear the wailing. <laughs> oh God. 
And then I start to wail and suddenly I'm out crying, La Llorona. You've become La Llorona. Well, it's like, so one time my m was held at gunpoint in a, like a 7-Eleven style convenience store where that she worked at. You're going to have to drop some context here. Yes, so. I'm getting there. And the, the gunman was like, open the safe. And my m so hysterical that she couldn't remember the combination but the combination was her birthday but she was so she was just like oh, blah, 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 blah. and she she was so hysterical she scared the robber and he left so really this could be the la la rona method a lot to unpack in that. and it runs in my family <laughs> i actually don't know what to say rarely am i speechless <laughs> a 7-eleven hold-up story has has done it in the middle of this ghost story yeah. so the robber comes in and i know this has nothing to do with the podcast now but the robber comes in yep has a gun pointed like yeah and he's basically trying to get money yeah and she's just like completely panicking can't oh can't, yeah can't remember so she obviously knew beforehand that the passcode was her birthday yep and probably like made that mental note <laughs> Of like, oh, funny, that's my birthday. Yeah. Fast forward to this dude with a gun in front of her. She just has a total brain fart. Yep. And then the guy is just like so... Overwhelmed by her hysteria. So what, did he like take money out of his wallet and give it to her? <laughs> to her. <laughs> yeah, she got paid. Yeah, he's basically <laughs> like... Yeah, he's basically like, dude, you have some shit going on. Well, it's just amazing he didn't just shoot her. <laughs> The, the, would have been the more Texan response than not doing it. <sighs> but that's bizarre. I mean, I can completely understand why, you know, your have that reaction. Yeah. Like, that, 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 that rational reaction. This dude's seen that probably before. He's probably like, oh, fuck's sake, I'll have another one. <laughs> Just shakes his head, walks out. He's like, it's, it's not even worth, like, trying to do anything here. So, yeah, like, bringing it back, that... That could be my method for defeating La Llorona, is just being more upset than she is. Just out La Llorona her. She doesn't know how often I cry during the week and right. how loud I can be. Maybe that's why you've never seen her. That, that's because she's like, am she I has... La Llorona? Yeah. <laughs> you look down, all of a sudden you're in a white dress. Oh my god. She's like seen you before, like bodies of water, and she's like, no, actually I'm good. I'm, I'm not kind of... I'm not engaging with that. She's like, you know what? She's in therapy. She's got her own shit, clearly. She doesn't need me putting my baggage on her as well. I'm going to give her a pass. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's La Llorona. She's shown up most recently in the 2019 Warner Brothers film La Llorona, uh, which I haven't seen yet, but could be a fun podcast watch for us. I'd watch that. Um, it's got a 96% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. So serious. Yeah. So it's actually like a legitimately good film then. Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty scary. I'd watch that. Yeah. I'd definitely watch that. We can make our spouses watch it too and make them miserable. Then I can assure you my wife is not going to watch that. Yeah, my husband wouldn't watch it either. No. They would just go in the kitchen, leave yeah. us leave us to it. They... That's exactly what would happen. <laughs> um... They'll go talk about bread. Yeah. Yeah. Dutch ovens and bread and all that sort of stuff sourdough starters and yep um yeah no I, I definitely watched that it it's interesting to see like the different stories throughout south and central america and how it's obviously 
culturally spreading into North America as well, granted, in southern states. Um, but I'd be curious, so this has this story just come around since kind of European invaders came to South and Central America, or was this kind of around a little bit beforehand, do you know? I don't know for sure. So like I said, there's these some connections to her with like an Aztec goddess and some other kind of Native American or... Uh, Middle American, I'm not yeah. sure the correct term, um, indigenous uh, peoples there, but I don't. It seems like it really picked up steam in the colonial period, sure. yeah, okay, and it could be read. And I think it's a decent reading to to think of it as a metaphor for Spanish invasion. Oh, yeah, that that's kind of what I was thinking. I'd yeah, be curious to see, you know, if there was any sort of stories there beforehand. Seeing them ramp up, obviously with the introduction of the spanish and yeah portuguese um coming over and getting up to all the shenanigans that they did all the genocide all the genocide all the genocide um no that's that's pretty interesting um and yeah it, it's curious to see how like it's clearly made enough of a kind of impact culturally that it's still known today oh yeah um and clearly still being taught to kids oh yeah like, I guess it makes sense. It It's one of those things that you can totally understand why kids would ultimately end up having, like, fears of water and things like that. Mm. And because, you know, this fear has been put into them by their parents or, let's be honest, probably grandparents telling them stories because they don't have to deal with that mess. It's the parents that have to deal with the, the crying child after. True. Yeah. No parent who works a nine-to-five is coming home and telling their kids these stories and then staying up at night with their child crying it's generally a grandparent oh yeah or a you know relative who again doesn't have to deal with that mess they're basically like here's some childhood trauma and go back to your parents <laughs> let them deal with it um no that's that's super super interesting i'd be curious to see um if there's any sort of like similar stories kind of like globally if the La Llorona story is just specific to that region or if there's like you did mention that there was based off the Roman mythology so I'd be curious to see like how similar the kind of like European yeah um, stories could be or if there's other areas as well because I, that's kind of the interesting thing about sh <laughs> the interesting thing about colonialism <laughs> is that I'm sure that those sort of stories would be picked up and then spread through the different kind of colonies and things like that and would well it's even i'm even thinking it like it probably pre pre-exists colonialism in a lot of places in that it's just a really common human trope in terms of having this wild woman or this um aberrant woman um, whether that's because she killed her children or whether that's because she's a witch or um, having her as this kind of boogeyman for society. Like I'm just thinking of like Baba Yaga and... Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Hysterical woman. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you talked about it in the Victorian period. They were all about hysterical women then, you know, like... They were and then they gave them orgasms and they felt true, better. Actually, yeah. So, you know... Maybe that's what's wrong with La Llorona. It's been years. It's years. <laughs> she is on the longest dry spell. She's just and... done. She's just done. Like, she's just 
finished now. She's just given up. <laughs> um, now that that's really interesting, but like, yeah, I'd, I'd be curious to see how it's kind of spread and similar stories, how they've kind of like merged together and made it into what it is now. Yeah. Yeah. The researcher in me really wants to like dig in further and see what connections we can be make. But yeah, unfortunately we work nine to fives. That is true. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it's what you said though, about the kind of like the Baba Yaga. And I'm just thinking in like in Ireland, there's, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I can say with probably almost near certainty that there's stories as well of, you know, uh, witches and things like that that's yeah. serving as metaphors for... Yeah, for fi- the, the frightening femininity and... Yeah, and I guess just trying to understand the way the world works and kind of put understanding on things, you know, rather than trying to explain that or trying to understand that a river could just pull your kids away or you, it's, you know putting the kind of story side to it saying you know it's easier for you for you to explain to a child if you go there this crazy woman is gonna come and take you uh rather than you know sitting your child down and trying to explain to them how physics works (laughs) this is what an undertow is yeah have you heard of currents jimmy because you're gonna fucking learn about them if you don't sit down and um and i guess probably just that kind of like um healthy fear of the water that a lot of people have like i personally don't have that at all i'm not afraid of the water at all and i probably should have a fear of the water it probably will eventually come back to bite me if i'm not careful but um that kind of like fear of the unknown that humans evolutionarily have had to like develop um do you know what's weird about my fear though is it's not of the water in general i don't have a fear of the water what i do have a fear of is a very particular setting of water like a very like what water would look like in texas in terms of like a, a river at night in the country in texas freaks me out i mean also serial killers Where but appears though yeah like, exactly like that's whereas like if i'm standing next to the to the river shannon i'm not freaked out that's true well we don't know if la Llorona has gone international though <laughs> true like she's got around south and central america but she's probably not across the atlantic yet not yet yet <laughs> give her time give her give her more time yeah well look it takes a while just plenty of kids to take she can just work her way over to the east coast of America and then... What? <laughs> just sitting in New York? Just yeah. Like, Any day now, there'll be a boat going to Ireland. Yeah. I'll get to Connacht eventually. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's that's interesting. The fear of that like specific setting. I guess it makes sense, though, because you'd associate that with childhood as well. Yeah. That, that's what you were afraid of then. Mm. Yeah, I can definitely understand. And it, it's not a bad thing to have fear in the water. No. Definitely not. Also, I guess for you in Texas as well, I'm assuming flash floods are a thing that you have to deal with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you see, we don't have that here either, so... No, no you don't. No, so La Llorona is just not a, not a problem for us. Um, not something that we have to think about. I think that about covers it. Um, other than us needing to now watch, add it to our to-watch list. Oh, yeah, no, I'll totally watch that. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely watch that. Anything with that sort of uh, score has to be good. All right, see you guys later. Take it easy, guys.